Hi, I'm Einar, and this is the first episode in a series that we call At Your Service, where we're focusing on customer service at Market Lane. I'm sitting down with Jenny and Jason to talk about uh, their expectations um, and experiences uh, in customer service. And, well, we're going to talk about um, customer service. It's something that you know we we encounter every day, have to deal with every day, but it's never really defined very clearly in any manual training. So uh, I wanted to spend the month of June to talk about customer service, what we think is good service, what we like our service to be at Market Lane, and uh, also the expectations for, for staff. Um, yeah. One of the great things that have come out of the planning for this month of customer service with Einar is that he's had a great idea to kind of make sure we include the opportunity for you guys on the team to reflect on your own experiences and think a little bit about great experiences you've had and maybe not great ones. Um, so there'll be some follow-ups from this in the coming weeks to give you the chance to reflect um, and share some of those experiences with us, which is great. Yeah, it's a hard thing to teach or to train, so we'll try and use sort of real, real world examples as much as we can, I think. So you can have a chance to I don't know, practice them in the store with customers and see how it goes. And hopefully it can spark some conversation amongst each other and your managers and um, maybe even coming to us and challenging us with situations that you're not sure the best way to deal with because we'd love to try to help you navigate them. So the first question is the, <laughs> the big question. <laughs> what is good service? What do we think is good service? Any examples or any... I, I always just, I mean, I always think about um, when I try and describe what good service is, I, I think about really good restaurant experiences because that's where I've had some really, really great customer service. And in a lot of those examples, it's not really noticing that something's been taken care of for you. For example, you don't notice that your water glass is being topped up through the night, but at the end of the night, you realize, oh, I've, you know, I've had quite a lot of water and I haven't noticed that it's, it's been looked after for me. Another, um, Great customer service experience I have that I won't forget um, happened a long time ago at Monmouth Coffee before I started working there. And I was looking, I was sort of there on holiday at first trying to find a, a nice place to, to work and I wasn't, didn't have a lot of money and I didn't want to carry a lot of stuff. So I went in there and they said, we give free tests if you like. And I said, okay, that's very generous, but I don't want to buy anything and I can't carry anything. So, But one of the women working there sat me down and said, that's okay, I'm just going to give you a bunch of tastes and you can taste these coffees and we don't expect you to purchase anything. But they took me through the entire menu at Monmouth, which was actually about nine different filter coffees. And it was really special. It was the first time I tasted two, two different coffees. Like the difference between a Kenyan and an Indian coffee was like, obviously now we know it's going to be very large, but back then I didn't know that it was going to be large or special or anything like that. And I think I was there for an hour or something, you know, and they were just talking to me about the different coffees and where they were from. And thinking back, like they didn't know more about the coffee than we knew about the coffee or there, there wasn't something special about it. But it was just the time and the fact that they knew that I wasn't going to spend any money or I wasn't like a, a big paying customer, but that it was important to them that I understand their perspective of coffee and understand that the coffee that they have is special and they thought I would appreciate it. And I did. It was mm. good. So did you go back? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I went back. I went back. I went back. I ended up working there for two years. Um, became a roaster, and I yeah, it was yeah. And you're still working in coffee. very influential. Yeah. yeah. 
Great. Jenny, do you have any um, fun stories? Yeah, I think when I think about great service, I immediately am drawn to the conversation about empathy and feeling. So, like, I, I think that great service makes you feel welcomed, makes you feel comfortable. There's some sort of, for me, like an extension of hosting in your home and hosting in our cafes. It's not perfect analogy because, of course, there's so many challenges with having lots of people come in quickly. But I like kind of aspiring to that. That you know, when you have someone over for dinner, you know, you open the door for them. What's the first thing you do? You welcome them. You recognize them. You look them in the eye. You welcome them into your home. Maybe you take their jacket and hang it up. You might grab them something to drink、um, and make sure they're comfortable in your space. And I kind of love that because if every customer that comes into our cafes felt that same kind of recognition, you know, they might we might not be hugging them, you know, offering them a seat. In many of our cafes, we don't have seats, but if the feeling can come across that they're welcome and invited. I think that's pretty special, and it's a really great place to start. Maybe two or three years ago,、uh, I used to go, you know, every few weeks, and maybe have a glass of wine or a bite to eat in a glass of wine. And a now friend of mine, Campbell Burton, who imports wine, was the head smelly there at the time and the wine buyer. And he would just be zipping around the dining room floor, so enthusiastic about every single body he、um, bottle he. Opened and pouring tastes for people and spinning around, just so excited about the flavors and the producers. And he could not find enough hours in the day to talk to people about the wine that he loved. Yeah, and I think I, I was really influenced by that. Just the enthusiasm and again the attention that he and time he gave customers. To make them and me feel special, and to give us an extra little taste because he opened a bottle for someone else, it would bring the wines to life. It would get me excited about the wines, and it definitely made me want to go back and feel very, yeah, welcomed in, in that space. So I came up with a list of、um, a few different aspects of customer service that I think are important and, and relevant to Market Lane, and I just want to go through the list and. Maybe hear your thoughts and your expectations around these、um, points.、Um, the first one is efficiency and working in a timely manner. That we get the coffees out quickly.、Um, that we always seem, you know, fairly busy. I mean, I mean, this for me has a couple of different aspects to it. So I think the first is is the appearance of it, or like how you know what it looks like when you walk up to the shop. So if a shop's working efficiently, it means that you know I can approach the counter and the staff might be busy and they might be doing a lot of things, but they notice me straight away and they can either make eye contact or say something or you know show show me that they've noticed that I'm there. That that that's always nice to have happen. And、um, the second thing that's nice is obviously to get your drink quickly. And in different spaces, it's more important and less important. I think places like Collins Street, there's a lot of pressure to get the drinks out quickly. And that forms a large part of the customer service experience that that we provide them. Also, I mean, I guess the the sort of the visual aspects of walking up to a counter and noticing what the staff are doing while you're waiting to be served. I think that can be really powerful to see, you know, people working really hard and 
busy over different drinks and you know doing things it could be just tidying or packing away stock or whatever it is that compared to a couple of people chatting and, and then also that leading to maybe not being noticed straight away by someone who's working behind the behind the bar and and then the practical aspects of, of efficiency are obviously just you know the delivery of um, the drinks quickly and juggling a number of different tasks at the same time I agree with a lot of that and I for me this is one of those points that is foundational you kind of have to be efficient and get the coffee to the customer that they ordered we have to make those things happen and then there's ways we can be more nuanced in a service experience that I think are probably part of the rest of your list again though it's good to remember yeah like Jason said efficiency really will mean different things in different spaces and it's about you know your manager and your team coming together and having an idea of what the expectations are for your shop then the next point is knowledge being knowledgeable a lot of people will approach market lane as a as a specialist that you know we, we specialize in in coffee and we should know what we're talking about absolutely I, i think it's something that should set us apart from you know other cafes and other coffee shops is that we're selling something that's very special like we work really hard to bring it over from places like colombia to represent growers all over the place you know we should we should know a few things about every coffee we sell and it's not that everyone should be an expert on you know the different varieties that they grow in colombia for example but as we send out those staff updates our, our goal is that you're able to talk about the coffees as if you as if you know them I, I'm, i'm sure everyone likes them you know i'm sure that's like i'm sure that's not the, the thing but more so that you can communicate to a customer the specialness of of the things that we're doing you know behind the scenes there are going to be times when you don't know something about the coffee and a customer might ask you something really specific about a particular coffee that you don't know but at that time you know it's, it's perfectly fine to say i don't know let me find out for you because there will always be curveballs and you know no one's expecting that all everyone should know everything about all the coffees and i certainly don't so yeah i think i feel really lucky to get to work with the menu that we have. It's full of so many delicious coffees and lots of different types of coffees. We're gonna have some really interesting naturals from Ethiopia coming up that I'm just so excited about because it's it's different and it's gonna be a really fun way to engage with our customers about coffee flavor potential. So yeah, in terms of expertise and knowledge, we've just got great stuff to learn about and to taste. Um, so I feel really, fortunate we don't have to hide any coffees or ignore coffees which I think is great and in terms of communicating to the customers like Jason said I think it's great if you know two things about each coffee at least and those two things should be things that bring the coffee to life for the customer you know we're trying to give kind of personify each coffee that's on the shelf connect people to all the amazing people that we work with all the producers and producing groups because we have that information we have first-hand information um, about the places where these coffees are grown and, and how much care has been put into the producing of them so I think it's a pretty it's a big role f for you guys for you all but it's amazing to get to share it with the consumers it's really special Yeah, and if there are ever ways you think we could do that better in terms of sharing information with you about the coffees, we are super happy to hear from you about how you think we could. We have done podcasts in the past and we'd like to bring them back, so we will work on that. But the emails we send out weekly hopefully give you some easy ways to learn more. 
Yeah, and just on the product mix, I think we're, we're just really lucky to have, to be able to, you know, make, have a job and, you know, make a living out of selling something that's personal to someone and just interesting and changing. Like, I always think I have friends who work in, you know, beauty care product stores and it's like, what's the origin story of this hand cream? There is no, it comes from a lab, it's not all that interesting, there's no real story or person behind it, it doesn't do anything, it doesn't really come from anywhere, so... I think we're really lucky in coffee to, to have the stories that we can we can celebrate and have that connection to really remote places and strangers, but and then, then be able to present them in a way to our customers that it's really interesting. Also from, from my experience, like one thing is coffee knowledge. Uh, customers will ask about a lot of things. It can be, you know, who does your flowers, where does these light fittings come from? stuff like that often it's very obscure and I always feel comfortable that someone will know it's usually Jason is my go-to person <laughs> and I will say I can find it that for you if you do the, the customer really appreciate that you actually next time you see them you say but these light fittings comes from um, the know, Czech Republic the Czech Republic yeah. yes or source from a what was your go-to second-hand shop in central Victoria yeah, I think, I mean, the, the, the knowledge definitely extends to that. I, I really like the idea of asking someone, you know, where's the, where's the best place to go out for lunch around here or where, what do you do for dinner around here? And having those answers shows that you care about the community that you're working in and care about the, I don't know, the, the, the local, yeah, you should really engage with your community in that way to learn about it and it will, it will really show. Yeah, and it's sometimes not even about the information that you're sharing, so... You've shared with the customer where the light fittings come from and maybe given them a, a website where they can find them, but the feeling that the customer might get is that you see them and you recognize them and you remember them and you took extra time to find the answer. And so the value can sometimes be just so much bigger than just the information itself. And it's, it's nice to, to write it down, maybe on a nice postcard yep. in, in good handwriting. We have new postcards coming, by the way. <laughs> Blank postcards for you get, um, yeah. for everyone to use in the shop. Yeah, if someone asks about what, what's the music that you're playing, and rather than saying, oh, I don't know, I didn't put this on, or I'm not sure, you know, it's not that hard to find out, and it's a nice touch to, to write it down and, and give it to them. It's an item yeah. special. Yeah, it's, it's common sense. What else is on your list? Consistency. Um, providing the same kind of quality product and service every single time yeah. and that we do it across all the shops as, as much as we can. Yeah, I would just edit that slightly to consistently high quality. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the same flavor because as everyone knows, our coffees are constantly changing, but the expectation for consistency is that we will provide something delicious and that we will provide a place that's um, inviting and welcoming for our customers. Yeah, it's the biggest. I think it's the the thing that frustrates customers the most is is getting a varying product. You know, so if they come in for a latte, and and the the big one we hear about is milk temperature, which is you know actually one of the easier ones to address. Like customers asking for extra hot is to me a signal that they're getting varying milk temperatures from different mm. different staff, and I think that's a, that's a really easy one to to get on top of, and obviously we've. But yeah, just I think in in terms of like service from from different staff members and things like that, like getting a 
great service from one person one day and then a less engaging service from someone else can be, I think, frustrating or... The next point is empathy, Mm -hmm. the ability of putting yourself in someone else's shoes and maybe also read their mind could be helpful. I think this is one of the most challenging parts of service, one of the most distinguishing parts of service and the potential to give exceptional services there. It is pretty special to walk in somewhere and have someone anticipate things that you need or want. Being seen as an individual and as someone that maybe has different needs than someone else is pretty incredible. And we definitely have a lot of different type of customers across our different parts of the city, but also even within the one shop, we get lots of different types of customers. So trying to use one type of service for all all our customers just doesn't work. So the thought of tailoring the service um, can be really powerful. Yeah, I think it's it, it's... It's very powerful. I think especially you can you can try it out for yourselves in summertime. If it's hot, if it's a hot day. You can give someone a glass of sparkling water, and if they weren't expecting it, then they'll be very delighted, yeah. and they'll often say something about it and show appreciation. So I think, yeah, and it's powerful in, in the way we treat each other as a team as well, and that is necessary in service. It's a hard, kind of relentless job and looking after each other and seeing the best way to communicate and um, support and encourage your team is so important and and it does then help carry on to the customer and make, make the customer feel that the that the place and the team is happy and yeah so it's kind of an on, ongoing thing that I guess is essential to all relationships really. Uh, I wanted to talk about the tools that we have uh, as Market Lane staff things that we can do to, to provide great service? Well, there, you know, beyond serving, making and serving drinks um, and food, so these are kind of the expected um, exchanges, there's lots of things we can do that are a bit extra um, that make people feel welcome and well looked after and that they enjoy their time with us. Flair traditionally has always called them the sparkles that we give to provide customers something exceptional and special. And they don't have to be massive, they can actually be really, really small. Some of the things she's always mentioned is, you know, grabbing a pad of paper and crayons for kids if they're in this space hanging out, just something extra for the kids to do. Maybe walking over with a mum or dad who have a, um, a kid in a pram and helping them put the lid on their coffee. Uh, little things like that that I think can help make the whole experience the person has from coming in the door to walking out the door a little bit easier. Are there any things that you... I think just the sentiment that you've gone a little above and beyond. The, the water example is it's pretty easy, like giving someone a glass of water. They didn't ask for it. They might, they might need it. It shows that you've thought about them, you've thought about the fact they don't have water and that they might want it. It shows something. But I also think things like, you know, walking someone to the door or, you know, walking them somewhere, like taking a little bit of time to spend on them um, shows that, you know, you're thinking about them and that, you know, you care about their experience as a whole. Yeah, I mean, broadly we, have, we do have a, a range of sort of tools to, to help you provide good service and service recovery which is like remedying a problem that's happened or something that's gone wrong in the, in the space yeah we've got some great stuff there so if if 
something does go wrong and you've noticed a customer didn't enjoy their coffee, there are a few things you can do. Usually one of them will be more appropriate for that customer than another because it, 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 to them, will feel like a fair exchange. So you can give them their money back. You can do that anytime you like, that you feel like it's appropriate. Uh, you can remake a coffee for them for free and you can also give them a free coffee card for them to come back another time if you think that that's the right way to um, redeem um, a bad experience that they may have had. I think what's really important is that whatever you do do to help remedy it, that you take the time to look them in the eye and pass over the remade drink or the free drink card and say, I'm sorry you didn't have a great experience or I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the coffee, we'd love to make you another one or if you want to come back another time, here's a free card, complimentary. Um, we'd love to have the chance to make you uh, coffee another time. Yeah, Simon Bell talks about like service recovery and, and what that means is basically giving some giving giving the person what you promised them in the first place. So if you you know if they came to you and said I'd like a latte, please, what you're promising them is you're going to make them a nice latte yeah. <laughs> for the four dollars they do, they're going to pay for it. So if they don't if they don't get that, the the thing that will most likely satisfy them is what they were promised in the first place, which mm. is a nice latte. So on a very basic level, just providing what we promise can sort of bring the service experience back to what they expected. But then, yeah, there, there's lots of other ways we can... Yeah, it's interesting that you said the, you know, the way you give a free coffee card, and we've talked about that a couple of times, like how the, the actual delivery itself of the free coffee card is almost as important as the free coffee itself. If it's a little bit scuffed or it's marked or it's it was used for a, a different sort of promotion that we were running in the past and it's still got a little stamp on it or something, that is just a little bit less special than, you know, a, a new looking nice card. I had a bad experience in the States once with a big coffee company and I didn't know I was supposed to pick up my drink and they pretty much just, I know after about 15 minutes I asked where my drink was and they said, oh, here you go, and just gave me a coffee card, a free coffee card. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it or what it was or that my drink would again be ready <laughs> on the counter and ready for waiting for me to pick up. Um, so I didn't really feel like that, that didn't really make up for the bad experience that I had there. It was just like, but they also gave a drink away. So it was sort of, I don't know, didn't really fulfill the purpose I think that they were trying to fulfill. Sounds a little confusing too. It was confusing. <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just to bring it back to what tools you have, a couple other things that I've just remembered. You can give away free tastes of coffee whenever you like. That's up to you and your discretion. The idea with free tastes of coffee is that we're get, giving people the chance to try something they maybe wouldn't otherwise. If you've got a customer who always comes and drinks an espresso, it could be really fun to serve them their espresso as they order and then maybe bring over the guest just for them to try it side by side. So they're still a paying customer. Um, they're getting what they asked for and what they expected, but then we're giving them the chance to have a side by side tasting, which is actually incredibly rare in coffee to have two coffees side by side to compare. You can also brew a little bit of a coffee that someone is curious about buying a retail bag of. Um, I know we don't always have time to do that, but if you're in a market, for example, you could say, do you want to go do some of your shopping and come back in 10 minutes? I'll have this coffee set aside for you to have a taste if you like. That can really delight people and also just help them make the right choice about which coffee to buy. You can give away our brew guide 
to anyone you want whenever you like. At the moment, we're a little bit short on numbers. We're editing the brew guide and gonna be reprinting it. So you might have to hang tight for that for a few weeks. But the idea with that is that you know, if you see someone brand new to coffee that maybe you think could use some tips and help in getting started making coffee at home, they're a great person to give one to. I had a really keen young barista in at South Melbourne last year at some point that was just fresh and young and bright-eyed and really excited to be tasting coffee. And I sent him off with one. And I think that's really nice kind of maybe a lasting memory for him from his trip to Melbourne. We, we do already give them away with all the brewers, but you, you are welcome to hand them out. And I guess both of these things, reconciling problems and sparkles and making people's experiences special, they all kind of fall under this idea that we trust you all completely. We trust you to make these choices about when and how to use these tools. It's up to you to use your best discretion and your best discretion in an individual situation with a customer is, is going to be the best, best choice. So go for it. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I just wanted to take a minute to say to everyone listening, thank you so much for all that you already do to look after our incredible collection of customers. We see so many unbelievable special things and lengths that you go to to look after all the people that come in our door. And we know that some days it's really hard and, and challenging and trying, but you, you do such a great job looking after each other and our customers, so thanks so much. So this wraps up the, the first episode of um, the podcast. Uh, there will be a little survey in the staff email that we'd like you to fill out. And if you have any comments, please leave them in the survey as well. And we'll wait. See you next time.